they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on social media at mbills314. This is episode number 95. Shout out to every one of my listeners. Shout out to all my people in Italy and over the entire country of Europe. Everyone that may be in quarantine, the Lord be with you. We're going to make the best of it. It. All my people who are in New York, Jersey, who have, um, I know they have curfews over there because of this coronavirus situation. And um, I know last episode we dealt with the coronavirus from Psalms 91. And the Lord was encouraging us not to be fearful. Um, we went over the scriptures, how he tells us to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And that's what we are going to continue to do, no matter what the media says. Like I said, we're going to take precautions, of course. But fam, you simply can't live your life in fear if you're a child of God. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe that he is able to protect you, you believe his word, then you have to trust to know that he's able to keep you during a pandemic. Although none of us here have possibly ever been in a pandemic before. This is all of our first time here in Missouri. They, you know, declared a state of emergency. Stores are closing a little earlier. Uh, we're not necessarily in quarantine yet or even have a curfew. Uh, we do have that, you know, no gatherings, more than 50 people type of situation, which is fine. But understand that. God is our provider. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. In times of crisis is not the time where you abandon your faith. During times of crisis is when you hold on to your faith. You don't let it go. You need faith. Remember, he says, by faith, we overcome the world. And overcoming the world means everything in it. So because we're in the world, we're not of the world, then the things that go on in the world, us as believers, will be subject to it. Not subject to it to the point to where it could destroy us. Because you have to understand this. Remember the three Hebrew boys in the book of Daniel? And they told the three Hebrew boys that, you know, when this sound go off, you have to bow to this king. They basically told the king that we don't bow to anyone except the Lord our God. He said, well, if you don't bow, I'm going to throw you in the furnace. They said, well, do what you got to do. So the trumpet, the music played. They didn't bow. They threw the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. Turned it up twice as hot or 10 times as hot. Extremely hot. After several minutes or so, they noticed that the three Hebrew boys were just in there walking around. Fire is supposed to consume you, but they were walking around. Then they end up seeing four people in there and they only threw three in there. Shut the furnace off. Three Hebrew boys walked out without a smell of smoke on their clothes. They were subject to destruction. They were subject to death. They were subject to all these different things, but the fire didn't burn them. Do you know why? Because the Lord protected them. They believed God. We have to do the same thing. I know it's becoming popular where I'm seeing posts that people saying, you know, don't abandon common sense. I'm gonna be honest with you. Faith isn't common and there's no common sense in faith. Faith is very radical because God can instruct you to do something that doesn't make sense. You understand what I'm saying? God is not foolish. Remember, the wisdom of God will guide us. 
God will show us what to do. And if God says that he's going to provide for us, then that means it doesn't matter if there's a tissue shortage at our particular local store, if there's a water shortage or whatever, there is a way and there is something somewhere where God is going to make sure that we're able to take care of our families no matter what. So we have to listen to the Holy Spirit because you may be used to going to your favorite store. This Holy Spirit may instruct you, hey, I want you to drive down this block. I want you to drive 15 miles down the highway, go to this particular store. There'll be your toilet paper right there. There's your water right there. You have have to believe that you can't you can't get I know it can get frustrating but in times of frustration is if you see that your way isn't working and you've been to 12 stores or whatever the situation is going on right now it's time for us to get quiet okay Holy Spirit I have to feed my family we need toilet paper we need water and so forth where can I get it he's going to lead you he's not going to leave us in ruin you have to we have to believe God because if we can't believe God then he's not God like if he if God couldn't provide for us in the middle of a crisis then he couldn't be God and we know that's not the case. The Bible was full of his track record. We've already seen how God provided for our ancestors and those of old and, and so forth. We've already seen his miraculous works. We've seen how he worked in our lives last month, two months ago, this past summer. So in times of crisis, you couldn't possibly think that he's going to abandon you. So sometimes you may have to cut off CNN. Now I cut on CNN to get a little informed and to see what's going on with this COVID-19 and all that. But at the same time, I'm still praying. I'm not going to operate and panic because the scripture says that fear brings forth torment. Satan is motivated by fear. And I know I haven't gotten to the scriptures yet, but I just feel led to go down this and really to address this real quick. So everyone that's in quarantine, I know I have my, I know I have listeners all over the world. I know from state to state is a little different. I know we know China and Italy, you know, Europe is in quarantine. So we got to do what we got to do. God forbid they say, hey, nobody can leave that house for the next five days. We already know our children. If you have children, you know, schools are being shut down for X amount of weeks. Gotta give us creative ideas to do what needs to be done. Whatever job you're on, you know, I know it's the main thing is all, you know, are we gonna get paid? They're gonna cancel my job, but am I gonna get paid? Let's trust God. That's it. At this point, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Trust God. God can make a way out of no way. That's not a cliche old church terminology. He can make a way out of no way. We've seen in the Bible where he called someone to draw water out of a rock. You can't get water out of a rock, but they needed water. He made a way out of no way. When someone in scripture didn't have food, he commanded birds to feed them. He can make a way out of no way. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I want to talk a little bit about the blood of Jesus today and pleading the blood of Jesus and understanding what the blood of Jesus has done for us. Most people don't understand and know what the blood of Jesus has done for us and why Jesus had to shed his blood. Why Jesus couldn't just, you know, he couldn't just have died in his sleep. He couldn't have just got electrocuted or he couldn't just have gotten whatever. His blood had to be shed. And we need to learn how to plead the blood. Pleading, I don't mean begging God for his blood. Pleading meaning just like a lawyer pleads his case, if you ever watch, you know, any type of show, lawyer shows for life on ABC, it's not a plug, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, you know, show you watch Law and Order, New York Undercover back in the day. Did New York Undercover? Anyway. <laughs> um, but if you watch any type of courtroom show, the lawyer has to plead their case, meaning they lay down evidence. This is the situation. This is why this needs to happen. This is why X, Y, and Z. They're pleading their case. So when you plead the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has provided things for us. Colossians chapter one, verse 20. 
and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. By making peace through his blood. Peace is through his blood that he shed on the cross. Ephesians chapter one, verse seven. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So the reason why we can be forgiven of our sins is because of his blood. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death? so that we may serve the living God. So your conscience, the very conscience that we have, it says that the blood of Jesus can cleanse that. So from any type of mental turmoil, any type of depression, any type of anxiety, whatever is going on in your mental state within your conscience, it's saying that the blood of Jesus can cleanse it. Hallelujah. But do you believe that? We have to, for it to work, we have to believe it. it's not just going to happen just by happenstance. We have to believe what God says in this word and apply it. So you can do this if you feel like you're being tormented in your mind right now, you know, during this season of, of this COVID-19 crisis pandemic, and it may be too much for you and you feel like that maybe you're getting overwhelmed. You can open up your mouth and say, I plead the blood of Jesus against my conscience, against all mental turmoil right now. I plead the blood of Jesus against it. That's it. Remember, death and life is in the power of your tongue. Jesus has shed his blood on the cross for our sins, for our peace. So plead the blood against whatever it is that you feel like is coming against your mind. You feel like you're going to go insane. No, you won't. Plead the blood of Jesus over your mind. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So we understand that. First John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. The blood of Jesus purifies. The blood of Jesus purifies. It cleanses. Now, if you take anyone else's blood or just blood in general, you know, and you smear blood anywhere, it makes a mess. It's, it's gory. It's blood. Jesus' blood hallelujah it purifies it cleanses it doesn't smear it's not a mess it's not gory it's sanctifying hebrews 10 verse 19 therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of jesus confidence we have confidence to enter into his presence because of the blood of jesus because jesus shed his blood we have a right now to enter into the presence of God. You don't have to feel shameful when you come before God because Jesus shed his blood for you and you received the sacrifice. That's, all, that's what salvation is. Salvation is you receiving the sacrifice that Jesus did for us on the cross. You received his sacrifice. In this world that we live in, people want you to focus on the image of Jesus, meaning that his physical appearance. You know, so you'll see a white man with blonde hair, blue eyes, or you'll see a man that maybe look effeminate and they're saying that this is a picture of Jesus. Or you may see a man with afro and a black fist pumped up saying that he's Jesus. So the world is focused on the image. They're not focused on his sacrifice. That's why the scripture says, make no graven image of, images of me because you don't know what I look like. 
even from the examples in scripture, you still can't piece that together and make a full image. Matter of fact, the scripture says in the Old Testament, God told Moses, he said, no man can see my face and live. No man can see my face and live, period. Now that's the end of that. So I don't get caught up on these images and people getting pictures of Jesus tattooed on them. They look like Frank down the street who work at the grocery store. They don't look <laughs> they don't look nothing like the Lord. You don't know what he look like. And if you see him, he said, you ain't gonna live to tell about it because if you see me, you might as well come on, just come on home. Cause if you think you finna come back down here and let everybody know what I look like, you sadly mistake. <laughs> Let's switch gears for a minute. I don't know if y'all remember the story in Exodus when, Mo when there was a plague that was sweeping over Egypt and God commanded Moses to go to Pharaoh to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, right? So, God said, basically, basically, I'm about to come over this land and I'm about to wipe, I'm about to wipe people out. I'm about to wipe things out. Judgment is now being set on this land. Then God gave Moses to give the Israelites specific instructions to protect themselves. It was kind of like a quarantine. He's saying, hey, judgment is about to pass over this land. He told them to take animals and so forth. It's in Exodus chapter 12. If you want to read it, I, wanna, I don't want to read it all. But in Exodus chapter 12, Verse 13, he says, but the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Israel. Examples of blood again, except this blood. In the Old Testament, he had to take animals. It had to be clean. It had to be this. It had to be male and all those different things. Now we don't do that anymore. There's no more need to sacrifice goats and sheep and bulls and all these type of animals because the blood of Jesus, now that Jesus shed his blood, that's the only blood that God acknowledges now. No more animal blood. So if you see somebody taking animals and using their blood, they practicing witchcraft. God ain't in the sacrificing of bulls and goats anymore. Jesus has did that already. As a matter of fact, let's read that before we continue on. Where is that? Hebrews chapter 10, verse one. It says the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped for the worshipers would have been purified once for all time and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, you do not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. Verse 10, for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. That's it, ain't no more sacrifices. No one else is coming after Jesus to offer a sacrifice for nothing. He offered his body once for all time. So what we read in Exodus 12, he told them to put the blood over the doorposts. And that was blood of sheep and goats. And he says, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. How much more that we're in situations like these and situations that I'm sure will come in the future. How much more will Jesus' blood protect us? and things will pass over us because of the blood of Jesus. He's not only faithful to the Israelites in, the e in Egypt, if he was faithful to them, he would be even more faithful to us. 
Hallelujah. So this podcast is going to build up your faith and encourage you during this quarantine time and, and all the madness that's going on. Things are going to calm down. Okay, things are going to calm down. We pray for those who may have lost loved ones that may have contracted um, this particular virus. Um, there are so many things going on about the virus that I really don't even understand. I'm hearing it's airborne and you're hearing it's you can have it for 14 days and not know you have it. Just all types of stuff. And I, I know fear language when I hear it because because fear brings about uncertainty. And when someone's uncertain of something that causes a panic in people. But I refuse to panic. Now, did I go out? Now, did we go out and buy food? Absolutely. Did we go get water? Absolutely. When I needed toilet paper and I went to a store, was it gone? Yes. What do you think I did when I went back home? All right, Lord, we need toilet paper, so you got to show me where to get it. Went to a grocery store that I didn't think of. Stock full of toilet paper, stock full of water. And that was around noon on a Saturday. Slow traffic store. People just in there quiet, casually getting their things. But no, we want to go to the big stores. <laughs> well, some, hey, man, listen, there's not a shortage of anything. Don't let anybody fool you. God has all that we need. So if you're in quarantine, man, and you don't know what to do. See, one thing about being in quarantine and one thing about all, you know, the crazy things that's going on is that over this past weekend, so much good music has dropped. So it was at one point in time, man, where I had to cut the TV off because the Clark Sisters came back out with the first with the first album in like 10 years with Jermaine Dupree production. So I couldn't be sad and upset when something like this drops.
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. That was the Clark Sisters with their latest single masterpiece off of their brand new album, The Return. Make sure that you stream it on all digital platforms. Now guys, I wanna end today's episode with this. John 16, 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So God is already knowledgeable of the tribulations, the hard times and things that's going to hit this earth. But he tells us to be of good cheer because he overcame the world and he abides on the inside of us. He's going to ensure that we overcome. Our job is just to believe him and trust him. God has not failed any of us, but sometimes we can get distracted by what we're focusing on, what we're looking at and what we're seeing. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen, for the things which are seen are temporal, or subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we can't focus on what we see. We're seeing disaster, we're seeing tragedy, we're seeing crisis. So he says, don't look at that. We know it's there, but he says, don't focus in on that. He wants us to focus in on what's not seen because he says what you can see is going to eventually change. But what you can't see is the promise of God. You have to see that, meaning you can't see it in the natural. So he's telling us to look at his promises because his promises are not subject to change. His promises are not temporary. So if he tells us in Psalms 91 and just make, just read Psalms 91 over and over and over, read through it, read through it, read through it. So if he tells us that he's going to give his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways, I believe that's Psalms 91 verse 11. We have to believe it. So you probably, you can't see that. So, but he tells us to look at what we can't see. So we have to look into the scripture, see into, see into the eternal of what he has already said. So focus in on that, not on what you can see, because what we see is eventually going to change. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends. Remember, you can subscribe to these podcasts on every podcast platform. Send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember, you can also follow me on social media at mbills314. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter three, verse four, latter verse, let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.